Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. What a privilege. Stand, if you will. I'm going to take about just a few minutes. I want to talk to you about the reason for the season. Amen. If we're not careful, everything gets lost and commercialized. And Amen. People camping out in tents for 36 hours to buy something they don't even want. funny, ain't it? Strange. Strange, strange, strange. Very sad. I mean, what people will do for gold, they won't do for God. Help us, Lord Jesus. Luke seventeen eleven, And the Bible says, And it came to pass, as he went to Jerusalem, that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered into a certain village, there met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said unto them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. As they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back with a loud voice, glorified God, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus answering said, were not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, the one, Arise, go thy way, thy faith has made thee whole. If there was ever a thanksgiving message, <laughs> amen, this would be the thanksgiving message, and it has probably been preached thousands and thousands of times on thanksgiving. Amen. But you may be seated. I want to talk about it one more time, just a few minutes, and I mean that. Most everyone in this building has had seasons in your life when you just felt that life wasn't fair. Amen. That period of time when all we could focus on was what was going wrong in our lives. And you know what? We've all been there. We have, at some point, if you haven't been there, buckle up. That's the truth. That period of time where it just seems like our world is fragmenting apart for unexplainable reasons. But you know, when I think about how good God has been, even during seasons like that, I come to the realization that despite everything that may be going wrong, I still, as the songwriter says, have so much to thank Him for. So much. When we hear the word thankfulness, that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people because a lot of people can be thankful for various things like enough food to eat. That's something to be thankful for. 
a home to live in. That's something to be good, thankful for. Good health is something to be thankful for. Things like financial security, that's something to be thankful for. But it's more than that. It has to be much more than that. And the reason I say that is because everything I just named can, can all be taken from us in a moment. In one failed swoop, everything can be just robbed from us and our lives just set on a complete different trajectory in split seconds. So thankfulness cannot just be food and health and money and homes and cars and clothing. Thankfulness really has to be a perhaps a way of life, a way that we think, a way that we live. We usually fail to live really in a state of thankfulness because we take so much for granted. I need an amen right there because we really do take a lot for granted. Back in May, my wife and I were privileged to travel to Oregon to preach and we flew into Portland, Oregon and we were actually, uh, one of the cities we were ministering in was a city called Hood River. In order to get from Portland, Oregon to Hood River, you have to go across the interstate and you run all along the way, about 50 miles, right beside the Columbia River, which separates Oregon and Washington. When I tell you that it is stunning and breathtaking and beautiful, please be advised that I didn't even come close to describing the majesty of that trip. And so we made that journey several times because we uh, were in that area several days and going back and forth through that gorge, we were just awestruck. And it just seemed like we would see something new every time, and I'm sure for us we did. That weekend I was speaking to one of the men of the church and I was just talking to him about how much we have enjoyed the journey on the interstate from Portland to Hood River and just riding through that gorge. And and while I was sitting here talking to him about that, I just saw a light come on. And he said, you know, I was born and raised right here. I live in Hood River and I work in Portland. And I make that trip twice a day. And he said, you have reminded me that I fail to see the beauty. You've reminded me that I'm taking some things for granted. And he said, tomorrow on my way to work, I want to, I want to try to look at that differently. I want to, I want to remind myself of what a privilege it is to live in this area. And, and I, you know, I can't imagine somebody taking that for granted, but, but they, but we all take things for granted. We, we really do. We become so accustomed to the blessings of God that are just the Bible talks about His mercy being new and fresh every day, and we we take that for granted. Emerson said that if the stars came out only once a year, everybody would stay up all night just to see them. But because they're out every night, we fair, we rarely even glance up to make any recognition of them at all. In our text, Luke shares with us the account of one leper out of ten that came back to say thanks. There have been many speculations as to why the other nine didn't return, and I'm not here to even try to dissect that. As a matter of fact, I'm not even here to talk about those other nine. I just want to talk about the one for just a moment, because I believe in his life we can see something that can be pulled into our life, and we can use that uh, to gauge our future off of. I believe that he provides some things that can serve as lessons for us. One of the things that he teaches us is that a spirit of thanksgiving or a spirit of thankfulness can be 
can shine through just the life that we live. Just everyday living. It doesn't have to be something extraordinary. We don't have to get up and declare it from the rooftop. I, I have uh, no idea that this man enjoyed having leprosy. I'm not trying to indicate that because with leprosy came many, many things. It wasn't just a physical disease, but lepers were shunned by the society of that day. They couldn't live in the city with everybody else. They had to live in a leper colony. And as a matter of fact, if strangers were coming up near them, if someone even got close to them or was coming near them, the law required them to, to cry out, unclean, unclean, so that they would warn an innocent passerby that I am a leper and you can't get anywhere near me. And so if you just think about that being our lot in life, being looked down upon by society and having to having to just live your life separate from everybody else and 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 just being absolutely uh, whittled out of the mainstream of society. I wonder how much joy and thankfulness would be in our life. I believe it's possible that this particular leper. I just really believe it's possible that this was just one of those individuals that no matter what he faced, he was able to have a thankful attitude and spirit. I've met people that way. I've met people that had every reason to be bitter, but they smiled. They had every reason to be angry. They had every reason to charge God, as to use some of the King James language, but yet they just held their tongue and they had such a thankful attitude. Amen. I believe that it's entirely possible that, that this is the makeup or the fabric of this man. We've experienced those times in our life that we've, been separated from things that we loved and felt alone, whether it was the loss of a loved one or a job or the loss of a marriage or whatever it may have been. We've all had those circumstances in our life that cause us to ask ourselves, what did I do to deserve this? We've all been there. But I believe we can also think of people that despite those circumstances in their life, they just have a spirit of thankfulness. They always have a smile, and I'm not suggesting that they never have a bad day, but, but just for the most part, they stay buoyant enough to just rise above the storms. Those are the kind of people that challenge me to be a better person. A lot's been mentioned here today. I'll insert this because it is absolutely the truth. On a weekly basis, we minister to people that have every right to be down and out, to be angry and to be bitter. And I'm not suggesting some or not. They may be incarcerated. They may be in a nursing home or they may be in an assisted living facility. Whatever the case may be, we go there to encourage them. That's our goal. That's, that's, that's why we load up on the van. That's why we pray. That's why we do all of the things that we do as a church to go there and encourage them. And you know what we find when we get there? <laughs> We find people that just smile and they encourage us and they just rally us on and they, they tell us we can't wait till you come back whenever that next appointed time may be. And so we went there to encourage them, but they encouraged us because despite their circumstances, they have somehow risen above the storms that was designed perhaps to take them under and they encourage us. And I, I believe that it's entirely possible this leper at the center of our story was cut out of that kind of fabric. Amen. While ten were found to be physically healed, only one, the Bible says, was made whole. 
I'm not suggesting that we can thank God for our crisis or thank God for our pain, but I am suggesting that we can thank God during the crisis and during the pain. It, it is entirely possible. We can thank God for the strength that we experienced during that season because when we, when we would have said beforehand, I could never do that. We find God's word is true and his word is rich. That word that says, as thy days, so shall thy strength. And we realize that when the sun came up, that we had been given enough strength to face that day and to make it one day at a time. Situations certainly don't always turn out the way we want them to. And the pain that we experience, whether it's physical or emotional, is very, very real. And I'm not here to try to downplay that. However, I believe that we can still find healing and we can still find wholeness by maintaining a spirit of thankfulness because the Bible says that Jesus said, Thy faith has made thee whole. Some of them were healed, but one of them was made whole. I want God to make me whole. I believe the leper maintained a spirit of thankfulness throughout his entire battle with leprosy. I really believe that. And that's why he had it in him to just turn around and go back against all odds and say thank you. This past Thursday we celebrated what we call Thanksgiving. We're privileged to live in a nation that affords us this opportunity. But Thanksgiving is far more than just having a big meal. I'm going to really run a risk here and say that Thanksgiving is even more than football. And I'm fixing to really get radical and tell you that Thanksgiving is even more than Black Friday shopping. Amen. It really is. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. We sat at our table this past Thursday and I just took a moment to look around. The dynamics of our family in the last many years has changed radically. Our parents are gone. And our obviously those of you who have lost your parents know the truthfulness of this statement. Our, our parents become the centerpiece that brings families together. And when they're gone, you, you, have to sit, you have to search out a new normal. And so you have to be more intentional and more diligent to come together. And I looked and I thought how... Our family dynamics have changed, but as we sat there at our meal, we shared stories about my mom and dad, funny stories, most of them, and uh, thankful. I'm thankful that we had a mom and dad that had given us the privilege and the opportunity to have life and families of our own. And so while the dynamics are different, we still have a lot to be thankful for. And so Thanksgiving, even though a national holiday set aside to thank God, Amen. I I don't want to get so caught up in the mechanics of it all that I forget that God's been mighty, mighty good to me. Amen. Let's stand, can we? I don't want to lose sight of what this is all about. Thankfulness is an attitude. I want to be thankful. Thankfulness is part of, I believe, his attitude is what helped him to become whole. Because his attitude brought him back and going back gave him the privilege to be made whole. I don't want the Lord to just touch me and leave me, but I want Him to do a work in my life. Amen. We're so honored to have you here today, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, and I trust that something has been said, something has been done, something in a message, something in a song.
something in some word that has been an encouragement to you along the way. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.